So my main goal today, guys, is really to reveal that all the solutions that you are looking for in your life come from a place of surrender with Jesus. And so I think this is something that's really important, guys, because uh, it's important to understand as a Christian, as a disciple, as a believer, surrender is actually the starting point for our faith. It is the starting point for our walk with God. Um, you know, if you are walking and you're with the Lord, surrender is really just the starting point for God doing amazing things in your life. It is not the um, overarching goal of your life. It is meant to be a lifestyle that we're meant to continually surrender to the Holy Spirit, uh, surrender to Jesus and surrender to his ways um, and have a really solid foundation um, of of that. And I'm going to get into the scripture that really um, builds around that in a bit. But uh, before I start, I feel like we all have a lot of questions in life. And um, even this week, uh, just talking to, to people, uh, talking to um, different people and, and over the past month there's a lot of people I hear asking questions about what is my purpose you know what 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 is the next step in my life uh, who am I what uh, impact will I make in the world if so what does that look like what are the next steps and I think during this time all of us are realizing that there is a bigger picture for our lives or that we are we're having time where we can stop and we can reflect on our lives a lot more than we have before and as we were reflecting more in the season, uh, we are left with questions. Who am I? What are the next steps? Do I love what I'm doing? Should I be doing something else? What is the meaning of everything I'm doing? What is the meaning of life? And I think um, what a lot of people end up doing is they're very restless. They're very restless um, in life, trying to look around and find answers, not realizing that Jesus, he is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. It's this upside down thing where all, as humans, we want to go and we want to find all the answers, not realize that Jesus, he is the answer. He is the truth and he is the way. And not only is that, but he, he, he has all those answers for you. He, he knows who you are. He is the one who created you. He is the creator. Um, and you will never know yourself until you know the one who's created you. Um, he is the way. So you'll never know what direction you're supposed to take with your life until you know him and until you know his voice. Um, you won't know anything about true life until you know the, the one who is life. Um, I, you can, I can see through my testimony of, of living my life the way I thought I should be living it. Um, you know, living a life where I wanted to be in drugs and, and, and alcohol and anger. And, and as I was choosing what I felt like my best life was, you know, you hear that, that phrase a lot in life, live your best life. But as I was trying to live life the way I thought I wanted to live it, um, it, it equaled out to be, or it resulted in uh, anger and depression and, and brokenness. But as I gave my life to Jesus and surrendered, um, I found true life. And I think it was in the song today, uh, New Wine. Um, and it's the lyrics were along the lines of, um, when I trust you, I don't need to understand. And I think that is so huge in our walk with God is we don't need to understand everything. We don't need to understand the overarching vision for our life all the time or understand what the next step is or understand what God is saying. You know, sometimes we want to make sense of what God is saying, but we don't need to understand all these things if we could just trust Jesus and surrender fully to him. As we trust in him fully, he is going to lead us into the life that he has called us to live. Guys, and I think as humans, we're restless. We love to have control again, guys. But, um, Guys, the truth is um, that Jesus, he's, he's waiting to give you the life that you've been looking for, the freedom you've been looking for, 
the the health and the restoration of your heart that you are longing and desiring for and he longs to answer all your questions and as we surrender we find solutions in him uh, I want to talk about a story that could seem um, it's going to seem a bit vague at first, but I'm going to show you how it kind of builds up here. Um, a, a few years ago, um, I was landscaping, and I used to landscape for a couple summers. And there was this one time where I was weed whipping this um, weed whipping this um, parking lot, and it was full of rocks and 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 all this stuff on the ground and sand. Um, and my boss said, "Chris, I want you to uh, whip all these giant weeds that are growing in over the summer in this parking lot." And I'm like, "Man." This parking lot, like it's, I already knew that when you weed whip with gravel around, you're going to get smacked in the face by the gravel. You're going to get smacked with sand, and it's just not fun. But he's like, hey, man, we really need this done. If you could do that, that would be great. So I took it on, and I had my safety glasses on, which is good. Always wear safety glasses when you're weed whipping. Um, but as it began, as I was weed whipping, um, rocks began to spit up and hit me in the face and hit me in the cheeks, and it actually began to really hurt after a while. And I'm like, okay, I need to stop. And so I stopped, and I'm like, I'm probably just gonna tell my boss, like, listen, this isn't safe. This is a hazard. I'm not doing this job. Like, we can do something else. Um, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, son, I want you to continue. I want you to continue and press on. Just keep your head down. Keep looking at what you're doing. Make sure you're not looking up or looking away because if you do that, the rocks can get underneath the glasses or on the side of the glasses. Just keep looking down at what you're doing and finish the job. And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that very distinct, uh, distinctively to do that. And so as I began doing that, um, I, I was, I was sweating, it was hurting, but I, I pushed through and at the end of it, I asked Holy Spirit, you know, what were you trying to speak me, speak to me uh, through this? What were you trying to tell me? And he said, son, you're going to go through life and you're going to have things that are really hard, things that are going to be discouraging. You're going to have attacks. You're going to have lies of the enemy coming at you at different times. And in those seasons, I need you to look at me. I need you to remain focused. I need you to look into my eyes and let me lead you through it. And now this is something that, you know, God spoke to me during that time I wasn't going through anything. But in the next season, actually, about a month later, I was going through a season where I was getting attacked by the enemy in different ways. I was experiencing different lies. I had different, um, different ways I was getting anxious about random things of my future. And, and, um, and, and the key that God gave me in that one short little lesson of weed whipping applied and gave me perspective and clarity for the next season. You see, often when we can surrender to the leadings of the Holy Spirit, He's going to show us ways we can have better perspective on life currently and in the next season. And He longs to give us keys and strength, but it comes through surrender. He wants to give us solutions for this season and the next season, but it comes through surrender and not understanding, God, I don't understand what you're teaching me through this weed whipping thing. But God, now in the next season, okay, I get it. Now it is actually not only the key, but it is the uh, perspective that is going to bring breakthrough and strength in the next season. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody. Yeah? Okay, good. So um, I want to keep going into uh, why this is so important. So why is it so important that we surrender, guys? So in Matthew 22, verses 34 to 40, it says here, When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they, they had called the meeting to discuss how to trap Jesus. Then one of them, a religious scholar, posed this question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus answered him, Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend the same way you love yourself. Contained within these commandments to love you, 
will find, sorry, yeah, to love you will find all the meaning of the law and the prophets. So guys, what we can see in here is, guys, it is our call to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all the passion of our being, and then to love others the way we love ourselves. But we cannot do that unless we are surrendered to the Holy Spirit, unless we are being yielded and surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And as he strengthens us, we are able to love God with all of our heart, all of our minds, and all of our strength. To make this a little more simple, guys, I think anybody who out there is who is married, which is everyone in this room, and um, anyone who has a really close friend, we all understand that relationship requires sacrifice and it requires surrender. It requires us surrendering the way we see things and um, our beliefs about what relationships should look like. And um, all of us, we all like feeling like we're right about our own views, about the way we do things. But to make any relationship work and to actually love the other person well, we need to surrender those rights and those things to work and build the relationship to be the best it can be. In the same way, guys, we are called to love God with our lives, with everything inside of us, and it requires surrender on our part to love God and to love people. So that's one reason why it's so important that we are living a life surrendered to Jesus. Hebrews 12, 28, it says here, Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. So it is our call to love God with, with all of our hearts and with everything that's within us, but it's also our call to worship Him. Actually, the word love in Matthew 22 um, can also be translated as worship, to worship God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. Guys, it is our call not only to love God, but to worship God. And what worship looks like, it says here in Hebrews 12, 28, it says, as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, Guys, the purest form of worship in our lives looks like surrender. To worship God looks like to say, say, not my will be done, but yours. I worship you. I don't worship my own view of life the way I want to do things. I worship you. And that, that is our purest form of worship. John 14, 6, it says here, Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes, to, comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. Guys, and this is it right here, guys. Jesus is saying, I am the way you've been looking for. I am the truth that you've been seeking out in your life. And I am the life you've been longing to live. It does not come through you partying or you trying to do all these other things yourself. It actually comes through being surrendered to me, guys. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I have a lot of questions about life. And in him are all the answers. And so, how's everyone doing here? Good, (laughs) good, great. Miss talking to you guys in person. It's not fun not interacting with a bunch of people. Um, so guys, I want to go through how do we surrender. And today I have five really important keys for you um, about surrendering and what that actually looks like. Because I can sit up here all day um, and tell you to surrender. But unless I give you some practical keys of what that actually looks like um, and what surrender means and what you can do practically daily to surrender to God, I'm not doing you justice. So But before I start that, I want to talk about one more extremely important reason to surrender to Jesus daily. Um, And this has been something that I think God has been speaking to me about a lot. Because um, as we've had this time off from from COVID-19 and we've been quarantined, I've been really able to spend time with God and process what is the church meant to look like and what are we missing? And here is what I feel the Lord is saying is I feel that we have really, and I think 
It's not too hard. It's not too hard to understand. We have a very consumeristic view of the church. You know, come to church on Sunday, get a word, get encouraged, get filled up, go in the week and uh, continue on. But really the point of the church is to make true disciples of Jesus and to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So really we are the church and every single hour of the day we are the church, but you are meant to become a disciple of Jesus. Um, sorry, our dogs are just choking on something here. Are they good? Okay, sorry guys. A little bit of real life for you. But we are meant to be disciples that are completely sold out um, and meant to disciple others. And what does it mean to be a true disciple of Jesus? Well, let's look. At Matthew 16, verses 24 to 25, it says here, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life. And you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender to my ways. For if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will forfeit what you try to keep. So guys, the news is that surrender is the standard for Jesus and for a life with God. Surrender is the standard. I want you to write that down. I want you to remember that. Surrender is the standard. There's this weird thing in Christianity right now where we see somebody who's totally sold it for God and totally surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And we look at them and we say, wow, that is crazy. You're radical. That's amazing. But what we don't realize is that all of us are called to live completely surrendered to Jesus every moment every hour, our mind, our thoughts, our own opinions, our way of life, the career that we have, uh, the way we steward our career, our family, our relationships, every single thing is surrendered unto God. And there's this thing right now where it's like, that's an, almost an option right now in the faith where we say, oh yeah, like that's so cool you're surrendered, but I really, I have my own plans. I have my own goals. I have my own things going on. But listen, if you are a true disciple of Jesus, if you are following Jesus, you no longer have a right to that. The way I explained it to Katrina, she wanted me to call this this sermon the Jesus Club because Jesus actually set standards for us. He says, if you are my disciple, he says three things here. Completely reject and disown your own life. So that doesn't mean just completely reject and disown your own plans. That means everything for your life. Your opinions, the good, the bad, the ugly, your insecurities, your strengths, uh, your rights, uh, the things you're not great at, all of it, everything surrendered unto the truth in the life of Jesus himself. The second thing, be willing to follow Jesus even unto the point of death. Listen, he says, and be willing, you must be willing, you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own. And what Jesus is saying here is that you would follow me so seriously and so intentionally with your life, even unto the point of death. Now, a lot of us, we can't even follow Jesus into the point of making him more of a priority in our weeks and spending more time with him and praying more to him and seeking him more on big things. But Jesus is saying, listen, your standards are down here. My standard is that you would follow me even if you had to die for me. And what we need to understand is there's people who are willing to die for this in the world who, who have died for this. The third thing here is to be continually formed as we continually surrender to the ways of Jesus. Jesus says here, as you continually surrender to my ways. And this is a big thing. Surrender is the standard. It is not a one-time thing. Listen, I surrendered my life to Christ when I was 16. But trust me, there was a lot of moments where I needed to surrender to the pruning of the Holy Spirit as he formed me and as he is for me. And there's going to be more ways I need to surrender. Whatever you're doing, I encourage you to get alone with God and ask him, what is my purpose, God? 
seek Jesus and say, Jesus, what is my purpose? What are you leading me into? We're meant to be completely surrendered unto Jesus. Jesus said in Luke 17, 33, all who are obsessed with being secure in life will lose it, including their lives. But those who let go of their lives and surrender them to me will discover true life. Guys, you just, you just cannot get away from the theme of surrender in the gospels and the, the amount of the level of surrender that Jesus calls his disciples to. But those who let go of their lives and surrender them to me will discover true life. We surrender and then we receive true life. We can see here in the scripture, when we surrender, we find true life. And I think a lot of us, we're, we're trying to look around. We're trying to look around. We're trying to find what is true life. Oh, this has meaning. I'm going to grab onto that. Or maybe I should do this thing. Or maybe I should do that thing. And we're trying to look at things that we feel like fit our giftings and our strengths. So we're fulfilled, not realizing it's the person of Jesus that fulfills us and gives us true life. We don't try to find true life first. We surrender to the person of Jesus and he leads us to true life because he is true life himself. This is just how it is, guys. In Luke 17, verses 7 to 10, it says here, Jesus continued after his servant has finished his work in the field or with the livestock. He doesn't immediately sit down to relax and eat. No, a true servant prepares the food for his master and and makes sure his master has served his meal before he sits down to eat his own. Does the true servant expect to be thanked for doing what is required of him? So learn this lesson. After doing all that is commanded of you, simply say, we are mere servants, undeserving of special praise, for we are just doing what is expected of us and fulfilling our duties. This is maybe sounds harsh to myself, to everyone, but we don't get a pat on the back for being surrendered to Jesus. It's what is expected of us. If we're servants of God, we are meant to be surrendered. It's not this, oh, that would be a great idea if I should surrender this or surrender that. If you are a disciple of Jesus, if you say you're a follower of God, that means you are completely surrendered to the leading of the Holy Spirit and to the person of Jesus. And if we are a disciple of Jesus, this is expected of us. So guys, that's my little rant for there. But we're going to go into now five keys of how you can actually surrender in your life. Because I want to equip you guys practically of what it means to surrender. So guys, I believe true surrender is a process. Hope you guys feel okay out there. I'm not trying to bring condemnation at all. I want to bring conviction because I really feel that Jesus is calling his bride higher. He's saying, this is what it means to be my bride. This is what it means to be my people. And I believe there's been a lot of um, dilutedness. We've been very diluted as a body, as a church, understanding our purpose and understanding what we're called to and the standard that we're called to. Because I believe true surrender is a process. It's not this, again, Jesus says, as you continually surrender to my ways. He says, Matthew 20, Matthew 16, he says, as you continually surrender to my, so, so this is a process, guys. And what we need to know again, guys, is our angle is not to, our angle is not to surrender. Our, our angle is not that at the end of our life or in 20 years, 10 years, that we build up the courage to surrender. No, that is the purpose now. You know, a lot of people, I've had, Uh, conversations with people who they're going through a hard time, a dark time, they're depressed or they're going through hard things and they're saying, yeah, I just don't know if I can make it through this. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And, and they're, they're trying to beat around the bush besides surrendering to the person of Jesus. And I'm like, listen, you're never going to find the answers you're looking for unless you surrender to the person of Jesus. It doesn't come from good intentions. It doesn't come from better actions than you working out or getting fit. Those are great things but they're very, very side and very small and they're nothing compared to the action of surrendering your life to Jesus. And so 
We're not, our end goal is to not simply surrender. That's not the end goal. Uh, that this is the starting point. Surrender is the starting point, guys. Our end goal is to surrender and see sustained change in Christ. We want to see sustained change, guys, all of us. And I, I want all of us to see sustained change in our relationship with God, realizing he's transforming us. He's bringing freedom. He's bringing love into our lives. He's bringing a fresh perspective. He's bringing meaning. He's bringing purpose. He's bringing these great things into our life to make a great impact for the kingdom of God in our lives. But our goal is to see sustained change and it comes through surrender. So guys, the five how-tos, we're going to sit here in, in Luke 17, verses 11 to 16 here. So if you guys want to open up, turn on your Bibles there, I'll let you do that because I want everyone to get there. So Luke 17, verses 11 to 16. I'll be reading out of the Passion Translation here, I believe. Yeah. So this is Jesus healing 10 lepers. Um, It says here in verse 11, uh, Luke 17 again, Jesus traveled on toward Jerusalem and passed through the border region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered one village, 10 men approached him. But they kept their distance, for they were lepers. They were social distancing. That's funny. Never saw it before. (laughs) Verse 13, it says, They shouted to him, Mighty Lord, our wonderful master, won't you have mercy on us and heal us? When Jesus stopped to look at them, he spoke these words, Go to be examined by the Jewish priests. Which I love. It's just like, they're like, God, would you heal us? You're amazing. He's like, go to see the priests. (laughs) Go to be examined. It says right after that, they set off and they were healed while walking along the way. One of them, a foreigner from Samaria, when he discovered that he was completely healed, turned back to find Jesus shouting out joyous praises and glorifying God. When he found Jesus, he fell down at his feet and thanked him over and over, saying to him, you are the Messiah. This man was a Samaritan. And that's very uh, important that he was a Samaritan because it was very unlike a Samaritan to go up to a Jewish man like Jesus and and give him praises and and thank him. So I have five keys here that I feel like are really important for a life of surrender. So the first one is to recognize. So you can see here immediately as the lepers approach Jesus, they say, mighty Lord, our wonderful master, won't you have mercy on us and heal us? Now this is significant guys, because they're not just coming up and saying, hey Jesus, what's up? I want to be healed. Cool. They're coming up and saying, they're acknowledging the, the Godship of Jesus, mighty Lord. They're, they're realizing that he is their master, our wonderful master. They're realizing his nature. Won't you have mercy on us? They recognize he has mercy um, within him. And they say, they say, and would you heal us? So they, he, they're understanding that he is God, he is good, and he has the power for the breakthrough and the miracle that they need. I think often in our lives, guys, we, when we approach God, we don't, we, we often come to God and project what we are feeling onto God. You know, if we are feeling shame, if we are feeling insecure, if we're feeling unworthy, we project it onto God, but we need to stop. And in this process of surrendering, we need to first recognize who God is, that God is bigger than our pain. God is bigger than our shame, that we need to understand that he is amazing, that he is good and recognize that he is real. He is present. He's in the room. He's merciful. And he has the actual power to bring a miracle and, and healing into your life. So first thing is recognize. Second, guys, we have listen. So what you can see here is these lepers came up to Jesus and they listened to the words he said. A lot of people during the time, a lot of the Jewish priests and leaders would come up and challenge Jesus and say, and try to find ways they could accuse him and snare him with, their, with questions and with words. But the second, the, 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 the most, one of these important things they did is they listened. 
When Jesus spoke, they didn't try to interrupt him or challenge him. They listened to him. And I believe Jesus is speaking, but are we actually listening? A lot of people, again, you know, they want a breakthrough for their life. They're trying to find a solution in their life. But are you actually listening to the Holy Spirit? Are you listening to Jesus? Are you reading the word of the words of Jesus and spending time quiet, trying to hear the voice of God for yourself? Guys, what this does is when we do this, this is these two things already are active surrender. Because first, when we recognize we're surrendering our own um, situation and realizing that God is actually good, despite what, what we're experiencing, when we listen. We're surrendering our thoughts. We're saying, okay, God, I'm going to open up my thoughts. I'm going to surrender the thoughts I have right now. I'm going to listen to your words. I'm going to surrender the voice. I keep speaking to myself and I'm going to surrender to your voice right now, Jesus. The third thing is these lepers, they partner their faith with God's word. So they don't, they don't challenge it. They don't question it. It says right after when Jesus says, go to be examined by the Jewish priests, Jesus speaks. Instantly it says they set off. So I imagine them just peeling out of there. Just run, boom, they're gone. So guys, partner our faith with God's word. When we do this, when God speaks, when God is speaking to us and we actively partner with his words, this is us surrendering because now we have surrendered our, our view of what we think God is. We've surrendered our own voice of what we're telling ourselves. Now we're surrendering our own thoughts. We're saying, I'm actually surrendering my thoughts. God, you have spoken that I am loved and I am cared for and you care for me, then I am going to believe that instead of what I was believing before. The fourth key here is be obedient. So again, they set off and they were healed while walking along the way. Guys, they were healed as they were obedient to the words of Jesus to be examined by the Jewish priests. They were healed. So be obedient. And what this is doing now is when we are obedient to what God said and we actually act on it, now we are surrendering our ways. You know, usually after I was experiencing this lie, I would go and beat myself up because I believe this lie. But when we surrender to his voice and we partner our faith with his voice, now we're partnering our actions with his actions and not our actions. You know, because the lepers could have easily went to Jesus and said, oh, that's great that you said that, but how do I know I'm healed? I'm not healed. But instead of doing that, they actually were obedient. And because they were obedient, they were healed. If we are obedient to the word of God, it's going to release breakthrough in our lives. And I think how many of us out there were looking for more than just one sentence? You know, Jesus, the amazing thing here, guys, is Jesus spoke one sentence. The first time they've ever encountered Jesus, they acknowledge his nature, that he has power to heal, and that he's a good God. And Jesus says one sentence to them, go to be examined by the Jewish priests, and they're obedient. But how many of us are looking for so much more than that? You know, God, what is my purpose? To love me, to love other people. Yeah, but what else? You know, all we always have, we have way more questions, but how many of us are looking for more than just that? And how many of us have already had things that God has spoken to us that we can meditate on and believe and partner our faith with? The fifth thing here, guys, and this is really important, is praise God when he brings the breakthrough because he will. God is a God of power. God is a God of miracles. God is a God that loves you. And maybe he won't bring the breakthrough in the way you thought he would or in the timing, but God cares about you and he is going to help you. He is not going to leave you alone. It, actually, out of the 10 lepers, only one of them returned to Jesus. When he discovered that he was completely healed, it says he turned back to find Jesus and he was shouting out joyous praises and glorifying God. Guys, when we do this, it releases the grace for God to do it again. I believe that in this season, God is raising up people to do amazing things with. He's raising up people 
that he wants to do amazing things within his nation, in this city, who he wants to give his purposes to, but we need to be willing to say yes and to surrender. And again, it's a process. It's not just saying I surrender. It actually looks like a process from saying I surrender to actual change in our lives. It's a process. Um, I remember a few years back when I was at a wedding with family, I remember sitting there, I was standing there and I remember the Lord telling me, I want you to go talk to the auntie there. And I remember just seeing her and God said, I want you to go talk to her. And so I went to approach her and just began chatting with her. And instantly she began hammering me with questions. She's like, Hey, what's, she says, what's the deal with Jesus? What's, what's he all about? Why do you believe him? What's going on with that? Tell me everything about him. Why do you, why are you all Christian-y? And I'm like, and I just smiled at her. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So I just had a great conversation with her. And she was challenging me and she was kind of rough around the edges, but I love her. It was cool. It was great. And the powerful thing was after we began chatting, the Lord began to put words in my heart for her. And as I began to share, I'm like, hey, this is what I feel God is wanting me to share with you. He loves you. I feel like he wants to heal this area of your heart. She begins weeping and crying at this wedding. And I hardly ever see her, like maybe once every five years. And then my other family members are looking over and they're like, what is going on over there? This is crazy. But the powerful thing was I didn't need to understand, you know, I didn't understand the moment. Why do I need to talk to her? But I didn't have to do anything. She came up and asked me all these questions and she ended up getting touched because of her own desire to know more about God. But guys, as we surrender, God, what God longs to do is not only bring solution in our lives, but as we surrender to him, he is a solution in other people's lives too. So what we don't always understand is as we surrender to him, it's not only going to bring solution in our lives, but as we learn to surrender, it's going to bring solution in other people's lives too. People are watching your life. People are watching the way you act, the way you speak. Often you are the only representation of Jesus they will ever see. They will never pick up the word of God. Maybe they'll never enter the church, but they'll be watching your life as a believer to see who Jesus is. And are we surrendered to be yielded to look like Jesus so we can give them a pure representation? Guys, God is the solution in our lives. And as we surrender to him, we become the solution uh, to other people too. But he is the solution through us. And so guys, again, the five keys here that I want you guys to get. And if you want these, you can email, email us at uh, Winnipeg at catchafire.com or you can email me or comment in here. Uh, my email is Christopher.tomei at catchafire.com. I'd love to send you these keys too. But the five keys here, guys, is first, recognize, recognize who God is. He's the King of Kings. He is good and he has, a, he has the power to do anything and he is good despite our circumstances. The second key is listen. Actually spend time listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Read the word of God. Uh, third thing is partner your faith with God's words. So actively partner your faith and your belief with God's words over your words. Fourth is be obedient. So actually act on what God is telling you. And the fifth one is praise God when he brings a breakthrough. Don't forget to give God praise and glory when he brings the miracle and the breakthrough because I believe you will.